I don't really like start this anyway. Yeah. Okay. Also, my eye is twitching, dude. You ever have that where like you don't sleep well and then your eye starts twitching? Yeah. Hate, Honestly, that's me. That. I probably got got like four hours of sleep last <clears throat> night. Are you kind of an insomniac? Like, yeah, I would say so. Um, I I try to not be, but there's just some nights where I'm just up till like five. Yeah, and I can't do anything about it. Yeah, that's that's fair. I feel like I've been having trouble turning off my brain lately. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I don't know why, but I can just feel it. Like I'll wake up. And have a song in my head. Okay. I don't know if that ever happens oh, to you. Yeah, I would say so. I dream melodies and yeah. and all that stuff. But mostly I just wake up and I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I have to start my day. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Uh, one time I was uh, going to see a Disturbed show. And I was like getting up on their discography before. And... I just had one of their songs stuck in my head for like a week straight and it started to fuck me up. Like I was like getting worried. I was like, <laughs> I, I can't get it out of my head. It was like kind of freaky, but then I think it just, it just went away. I don't know what happened, yeah. but I was really thankful. Cause I've, I read this book one time that you can get like an earworm and people will have songs stuck in their head for like a year or something because of a worm. Not a worm worm. Oh, like, it's like what it's called. Yeah. Uh, like a, isn't that what it's called? Like an ear worm, song worm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bug? I and don't it know. Just, it's like having hiccups for a year. You just can't control. Dude. <laughs> that's, I mean, I guess you'd get used to it, but yeah. Anyway, we're going tangent mode already. <laughs> I actually wanted to ask a random question. Yeah. What kind of milk are we drinking these days? There's a lot of milks out there. I, uh, we got if I get a latte, I'll probably get whole milk. You're a whole milk I'm, guy. I'm a I'm an Illinois boy. Okay. Like, I'm milk and potatoes and meat. Okay. Like that's how I grew up. I uh, I tend to yeah. I mean I I'll drink oat milk. I'll drink almond milk. Okay. But I prefer just a nice glass of whole milk. I don't do it often. Yeah. I don't drink it like <laughs> straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be milk. in something like cereal or like a yeah. latte, like I said. But uh yeah, that's that's what I'm what about you? I'm kind of like a almond milk guy and I know that's controversial because they use a lot of water apparently for mm. like growing them. Yeah. So it's not the most sustainable. But like I can't do whole milk because it'll like fuck up my tummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I do like, I, I like a little milk in my coffee. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. But my girlfriend was telling me that they have like avocado milk. Yeah, there's a lot coming There's a out. lot of nut milks, which mm-hmm. is a weird genre. Yeah. Of, of, of beverage, you know? Yeah. If I was to do a substitute, I'd probably do oat. I like oat a lot. Oat tastes good. It's nice and creamy and... But like I can definitely taste it in a if it's in a latte like if I say whole milk and they put in oat milk I'm kind of like hey. thrown off a little bit I'll drink it but I'm just like there is a difference oh for sure I can definitely taste the difference I'm on the search you know what I was fucking with for a while hmm. macadamia nut milk really I've never had that where do you even it's get that good I don't know there's this brand called a milkadamia <laughs> and it's fire nice it's a little pricey but and it's like macadamia nuts are kind of creamy and like 
they're good they're good man yeah, yeah. if you ever come across it yeah it's probably something i'd see at like whole foods yeah 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 it's like four dollars for like a little jug you got know? you got you yeah there's not much uh milk in a nut you know like, <laughs> how do they get that out it's kind of tough yeah it takes a know. lot of nuts bro <laughs> anyway this is for another time i just wanted to kind of start with something obscure that i was thinking about today you can ask me anything man perfect i love a good tangent and uh if we don't even talk about music on this podcast that that's how you know we're doing good all right man well i do okay i have some structure to this like it's not just totally random mm -hmm. i do start with a question which is uh what was your first concert man i, I honestly think it was uh rascal flats with my sisters life uh, is a highway i mean that's a they redid that song but that's the yeah song yeah I, I forgot what hurts the most um but i was like five and just tagged along with my sisters so it wasn't like life-changing i don't re remember a lot of it <laughs> where was this i think madison wisconsin because i remember having a little disposable camera my grandma took us and i like just took all these pictures um of madison and then uh at five taking pictures yeah but it was like i mean they're you know what it is but like it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. i'm i was probably just taking pictures of random shit and just that's art though i guess uh, i guess <laughs> i started young yeah but the first concert that i really um like remembered that i sought out to go to was probably man that's a tough one i would say uh Honestly, I don't even remember like the first. I remember like my first festivals, and then from oh, there, yeah. like yeah. Lala. Uh, I'm pretty sure Pitchfork was my first one. Oh, word. Okay, like gotcha. 2012 or 13. Cool. So I was much older than when yeah. am I like own, and uh, yeah, I've always been like a real festival guy. Yeah, just same. to see a lot of acts, and then. Yeah, I was I'll, I would see sing, like shows here and there, but I grew up in the suburbs too, so like For there sure. wasn't much around. What suburb? St. Charles. Is that? It's it's directly west. So okay. I grew up on North Ave, directly west. Interesting. So okay. if I just take that for an hour, I'm back home. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I I grew up in the suburbs, the north suburbs. Like Wilmette, if you know that one. No, I don't know there there, but I've been going to Northbrook recently. Oh, dude, that's where my I mean. I don't want to give out too many locations here, <laughs> but I got some family there. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I've been up that way, but not Wilmette. Word. Never been there. Wilmette's right next to Evanston. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, interesting. So both suburban boys. I definitely resonate with what you're saying about the festivals where it's like you just get more bang for your buck. You get to see a lot of people. Yeah. But now I kind of feel like. I never see a good show at a festival anymore. I don't know if it's the crowd. Yeah, or like... I think it's it depends. I went to Lala Thursday. Oh yeah, got a wristband. I was like, fine. Like, I thought my Lala days were over. Yeah. Um, but then I saw Hundred Gex. I thought they were really? incredible. Yeah, dude, I was gonna go see Hundred Gex at uh, what is the venue called? Radius. Like we they had... canceled though. Yeah, right? yeah, I heard that. Bummer. I don't know. They didn't really say why. Yeah, I'm not sure. 
but they're really cool. I've known Dylan. I don't know him. Like we talk all the time, but we met like 2015, 14 when he was just going under Dylan Brady and, uh, Laura, the other person in 100X, was at Columbia where I went in some of my audio classes. Did you go to Columbia? Yeah. Me too. Did nice. you go to did sound design? For one year. And then I switched to music business. Word. Okay. But yeah, Laura was in those classes and Dylan came to visit. And so I met them on the street. And then just a mutual on Twitter hit up Dylan and was like, oh, that person you met was pretty cool. And then we've kind of like followed each other ever since. Word. That was, and, but that was before they released anything, 100 Gex. Word. But I was a, like, still am a huge Dylan Brady fan. Like, I think his work, his production is incredible. Yeah. So to see, like, the rise that they've had has been really cool. Yeah. I mean, I got a lot of questions here, but this might be a good one of my questions was, you know, hyper pop. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like, would you consider some of your music hyperpop? Also, can we just get like a clarification of what hyperpop is? Um, I'm probably not the person to ask. I mean, I just think it's just pop that uh is like candy for the ears, you know? Yeah. Like there's something different about it, whether it's pitched vocals yeah, or I feel something like... super distorted. It's just like ADHD pop. For sure. But to answer your question, if I, I would consider myself hyperpop because I was placed on the Hyperpop playlist on Spotify when it first came out. Really? Okay. So I, I don't know the amount of followers it has now. A lot, I think. I, I would think so now. Yeah. But when I got put on, it was 10,000. I mean, that's not bad. But, I mean, but it, show, it, shows, it shows that, like, they thought my sound, when they first created it, they put me into it. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm Hyperpop word yeah interesting okay yeah i just was curious because i recently just went on a trip and downloaded the entire hyper pop playlist for the plane ride just doing like a deep dive nice and dude that one laura less song it's like just I don't haunted know. or yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's such a bop yeah i fuck with it there's a i also feel like there's a like a uh, emo like uh alternative feel to a mm -hmm. lot of the songs yeah i would say so i would i would say for them for my music it was more like uh ambient um like animal collective sigur ross like that was what i was inspired by when making the songs that ended up hyper pop was i mean fuck there's so many avenues to go here <laughs> you're good man but uh like spirit yeah, that's the one that got added to the Hyperpop. Okay. That was the my first playlist ever. Really? Okay, yeah. so there's a lot to unpack there. I got a lot of questions about this song. Yes. So Cigarettes, that's actually like such a throwback for me. I like mm. totally forgot about them. But yeah. it's, that's a big inspo. I think, uh, I can't pronounce the album, but it's like the baby. Mm. Like the It looks like a baby with an umbilical cord. Um insane like yeah some of the most beautiful music i've ever heard dude it's like so just lush and like so inspirational good. so good um and like that was the route i was listening to and for my album mildew which spirit is on yeah 
and yeah that's probably why i like went more ambient very like expansive with not a lot of drums because yeah just w- what i listen to you know it's not it wasn't really drum heavy especially cigar like that stuff yeah or like the drums are like really backgroundy or- exactly and like yeah i did <clears throat> use drums but in a weird like really weird percussion yeah like just like super not a drum kit <laughs> i saw that you posted on twitter something along the lines of like spirit's a great running song i know there's no drums yeah. but like it I, still works exactly and some dude ha- definitely two people have said they've used it in a marathon like really? a marathon they've they've ran uh-huh. i think there is a lot of rhythm in it it's just not your typical like drum rhythm it's arpeggiated synth like plucks yeah, and that yeah. can get pretty percussive. Very depending much. Depending on like, Very much. the a- attack and stuff. If I go through that session for Spirit, it's probably like 12 instruments going through arpeggiation. Like cellos, really? like cello, uh-huh. um, like the synths, like I said, just they're all like clashing but have this rhythm. Yeah.
Well, first of all, I wanted to ask you if there's anything specific in the production that like, you know, you said that this was one of your most proud of songs. Yeah. And is there anything, is it just like the final outcome of it or is it something you did that was like it new? was It was like the mission. I was, okay, so like I was trying to work on my debut album and I was in the middle of like a few like, not nah, I wouldn't say a label war because I wasn't like getting handed contracts left and right, but there was like a good amount of tension, uh, tension around me from uh, singles, um, and but everyone didn't want to put a contract my way until I, I like had a an album to show them, mm. so I was just like fuck man like I need what is my album gonna be like and it was just this everyday like putting a lot of pressure on myself and not knowing what I was going to make. Then one night I just woke up, went to the computer and just just went through like some presets, hit the arpeggiation. And that was the first synth for spirit. And I just like kind of structured the song the next two days. And I was like, this is it. This is the intro. This is what the album, what's going to start the album. And after that, I just knew how the album would flow. Mm. So spirit was like that like I said, mission statement. Like it's, it was the first single I put out for Mildew. Yeah. It was the first song on Mildew. It's what made the album. Yeah. And it was just like, because that was like the North star. Yeah, of exactly. It. So that's why I'm more, really, really proud of it. And, uh, I also just like the music video we filmed for it was really cool. So cool. That's another thing yeah. I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. Where were you? For the that? Badlands in South Dakota. So Word. my good buddy, do you know who uh, a man named Jake Ellerbreak? No. So he's he's pretty like he's been in Chicago for a minute now. We went to Word. school together, and then uh, we worked on a video together. And after that, it was just like we became really good friends. Yeah. Still are great friends. He's actually helping me make music now. Jake is like the most talented guy I've ever met. He'll cook the best food. <laughs> he'll play the guitar better than anyone. He'll film better than like he'll just master any craft. Damn, Jack of all trades. Over exactly. Here. A Jake of all trades. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. dude, that should be his name. <laughs> Tell him he I can I, use it. <laughs> well, when we record, I call him one take Jake. Oh shit. Because he can hit shit like in one take. Damn. Um but I hit him up. I'm like, dude, I feel like this song is super expansive. I want to go to like Montana or someplace to film. And he's yeah. like, I'm in. So we just set up a camping trip, four days. We didn't go to Montana because it was too far, but I was like, the Badlands are really cool. It's like half the distance. Yeah. And we just spent like four, three, four nights there, literally just filmed like every waking moment, just different scenes around the park. And, like, the thing with the Badlands is you can go anywhere. And everywhere we filmed was off trail. Yeah. So, like, we would just kind of, like, see something really cool and be like, all right, let's just forge our way through the brush to this little rock. And it's, like, signs of rattlesnakes everywhere and stuff. And I was just, like, I definitely was freaked out. But uh, Yeah, rattlesnakes are no joke. Exactly, (laughs) bro. And there was was definitely, like, humming or, like, bugs just like chirping i'm like i don't know if this is a rattle sound or like cicadas you know rattle the (laughs) rattlesnakes are loud yes yes so like what that's what we did man we just like we even stopped off the highway somewhere to take uh, a picture and this farmer came up to us and is like what are you guys doing we're like oh we're from chicago we're just out 
kind of exploring and making a video and he's like you want to come on my property i have a horse i have like he had this really cool like shed and in a few clips there's like a horse in the video and there's like this shed that we used all because Mm -hmm. this farmer just led us on his land and then uh yeah the rest was in the badlands and like i said it was just all right this would be cool let's film right here and then we'd like kind of shuttle off to another part of the park yeah film there and it was just like this adventure word i feel like the the guy with the horse that's like isn't there a movie called spirit the horse or something? yeah like as soon as i i announced the single spirit and then i announced it with a flyer of the ho- the guy's horse i didn't i didn't realize that and yeah. everyone was like dude is it sp- because of spirit the disney movie my childhood <laughs> yeah exactly but uh yeah, yeah no relation at all <laughs> word yeah no i mean that video is really striking like it's it's just really cool that song to me does emblemize like the human spirit it's this like it feels very freeing and yeah I don't, I don't know why but that's just like the feeling that i got from it yeah and like that's that's how i felt like i said it was it was that statement of oh let's make this album super cinematic and expanse and like you know and spirit set the tone for all of that word I wanted to ask you about the NFT aspect of that. Mm, yeah. And yes. Just kind of like how that came to be, why you decided to go that route. Yeah, I mean, the whole the whole like uh I've been really into just like crypto and blockchain for like years now, probably for like 6 years at this point. Word. Um but as soon as like NF- the NFT space really took off, I was like, all right, this is really cool. Like, I know there's a lot of, you know, controversy and it's just a very, yeah, it's a very debated topic. And it's, like, it's in its infancy. And yeah, exactly. And, but I yeah. wanted to show that, like, hey, I really do believe blockchain can be used to um, help artists that wouldn't see money anywhere else. Um, and my friend Alex, he runs, or he's part of the, this team at catalog, which is like an NFT, uh, music space. Word. And he asked me if I wanted to join. I was like, sure. Let me like, I'm working on music now, but I'll mint spirit. So I minted it and, um, I released that with uh close sessions here in Chicago, Yeah, which is a, uh, a really cool label. And it was super easy to mint it because, uh, we just gave closed sessions their split, my split, and it's all built into, you know, the contract, the or contract. Whatever. And as soon it hasn't sold yet, I put it for an insanely large amount because it has accrued a good amount for me so far, like just through streams, it's gotten picked up in documentaries. So I've gotten like sync Word. money for it. So I'm like, all right, it's got some sort of worth. So like, just but, wait, man. Exactly. I'm not in a rush to sell or I, I put a price that I think is proper and, and, you know, if people down the road see it and they want it or like it, it just adds to if I release new music and people go back and see that, oh, spirit was, you know, there then. Yeah. Yeah. No it's, rush. It's but yeah, definitely, I definitely wanted to enter that space for sure. I mean, I think it's the future for a lot of music mm-hmm. depending on how it gets integrated. But I'm also curious about like if someone buys it, do they like 
own yeah that's all, like the copyright like all that shit. that's a good question they wouldn't they would only own the one of one collectible on catalog so like they wouldn't have they wouldn't get any of the royalties from spotify okay from apple music you can you can set it up within the contract like that uh-huh. like i've seen people say like you'll get like publishing rights or whatever if you buy it interesting or is there's so much you can do and like that's kind of a gray space that I feel like, I don't know. I feel like collectible. Yeah, the collectible aspect of it is really cool, but like, yeah, I'm only putting it on catalog. I've seen people mint song the same song on so many different sites where it's like it's not really rare at that point. It's only a you know, it's like yeah, on f- in five different spaces. That means it could be collected five different times. Yeah, For this rare. one, it's like one of one. Yeah, for sure. Only on catalog. That's kind of why it gets some flack. Exactly. It's because it's like, oh, this is an image. I could easily just like copy it. I don't understand why someone has to own it for so much money or whatever. Exactly. And that's and part of it is my belief that catalog itself will do really well. The place that I minted it on. Word. It's like a band camp. It, it's okay. like it's like believing that people are gonna want to collect on catalog compared to sound xyz or like you know like mm, mm. like coinbase like we, yeah we exactly coinbase it's or. like where are people gonna want to buy music nfts and like yeah that's yeah it's kind of it's it's interesting and i, I i'd i'd want like the big streaming platforms to develop some sort of system to yeah to implement blockchain you know just like the way it's set up now is to me just super awful <laughs> Just waiting three months to see royalties is just insane to me. Yeah, and there's also like this stigma. It's like people that have, you know, NFTs and they're super proud of it. It's just kind of like, I don't know. I don't like, I can see from the outside being like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, it's just like, we're just at that point where not many people are into it, which is great because you could probably make a lot of money Mm -hmm. or or just like being at, at the ground floor. But. Who knows? It could get adopted really quickly. Though. I think it will. I like, think w- like once they figure it out, just like, oh shit. Okay. I think every business has like a blockchain team now. Yeah, like that makes they're, sense. They're they're gearing up for this, whatever it's gonna be like. Yeah, because it's just it's such a useful system. tool. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's the future. We just got to figure out how it all pans out. Exactly. You know? For sure, I completely believe in that you mentioned um what's it called the the label that you co-released it through Mm -hmm. uh closed sessions closed sessions yes tell me a little bit about how you got like involved with them so uh alex fructor who runs it was my professor at columbia my last year oh cool senior year um and I had him for two classes, so I like got to know him. And one of the classes was to create a marketing plan for some sort of project. Like, it was a music business class, so some kids were artists, some weren't. So it was just a marketing plan for a friend's EP or create a marketing plan for a show that you want to put on. Like, But I asked him, I'm like, well, I'm making an EP myself. Can I just do the marketing plan for myself? And he's like, yeah, like, of course. So I, uh, I really put a lot of effort into it and like, 
I think I've just always really liked school. I like being challenged and just like I took that school really seriously. And I created a marketing plan, presented it in class, and uh, it was for my EP push-ups. And Alex, like, really liked it. Literally liked the music and, like, just kind of how I went about marketing it. And uh, that was my last semester. I was planning to just, like, graduate the music business degree, find a job somewhere, but like two weeks before the semester ended, I met with him and Mike, who was the co-founder of Close Sessions with him, played on music and signed a deal like right as I graduated. Dude, hell yeah. And I just think like, because I put in the effort in class, you know, it yeah. it paid off. And like a lot of teachers at Columbia are adjuncts, you know, people in the field. Yeah. And it's like, of course you're going to want to like get to know them and if you're not that best student, they're not going to want to like fuck with you, you know? Yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> that was kind of the best part about Columbia was that most of the teachers were working in the field. So if they were like, oh, this guy's actually killer, like they could, their wreck goes a long way. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you get in what you get out, what you put in, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people like have a lot of bad things to say about Columbia and some of it's like rightfully so. For sure. But if you put in the work, you know, I've, I've known so many people that have done like really cool things because of it. And I would say my, my experience is the same. Yeah. Agreed, man. Well, I also, you know, wanted to ask you about the, uh, the release that you did on vinyl. Oh yeah. Yes. That's fucking sick. And we should, we'll play dogma too. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So yeah, that was for running on mercy. My latest EP um and that was through closed sessions yeah that was through closed sessions and i don't know who was the middle we they distribute through the orchard i don't know if you know the orchard yeah like they were i don't but i saw that there was they like collabed with someone to get yeah so made on vinyl so distribution went like the orchard closed session and then the closed sessions has a distribution deal with the orchard Mm. And the Orchard knows Vinyl Me, Please, which is, like, Uh, a a, a place where you can get... I mean, Vinyl Me, Please is pretty legit. I didn't realize it when they they said, let's do it. But, like, they have a lot of, like, cool stuff on there. And, like, a lot of collabs with really big people. Really? Okay. Um, And so, yeah, that's that's how that came to be. I mean, it just sounds sick to have a piece... Mm-hmm. I don't even have it actually. Oh, you don't have it? Yeah, I uh, I forget. Like I haven't ordered it still. Oh, really? <laughs> you have to order it off of Vinyl Me, please. And I've just been like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I was hoping to get that free. Copy. Yeah, right. Yeah, like damn. But uh, but I should probably get on that. But yeah, no, that was really cool, man. And it's just like another thing I can cross off the list of what I've always wanted to do, which is release something physical. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I always. I talked about this on another podcast, but like if, and this is just a ridiculous situation, but like if an EMP went off, if the sun had like a solar flare that like knocked out electricity besides like the pandemonium that would ensue, like I feel like all of my songs would be gone basically. Mm, Yeah. Like, you know? Yep. Like, I don't know. It's just cool because vinyl, I mean... 
it's just really fucking carved into that shit mm-hmm. like yeah i love it and i'll i sample a lot of vinyl um oh yeah i go like just dollar bin diving at goodwill or like i go to dusty groove by me for sure um and like i said just go to the dollar bins just get shit come yeah. home and sample it do you uh you just have like a vinyl that just yeah, I forgot what it's called, the new mark or something. For sure. But yeah. it's it's USB and then I just yeah, hook it up straight to Ableton. Yeah. Got the Ableton push and just, just fucking, easy chop yeah, it up. Dude, yeah, oh, like, you have the push. Do nice. you have the one or the two? Two. Yeah, I have the one, but the two is like a big upgrade. Like yeah. there's a lot of stuff on the screen that you can see yeah. that's actually useful. It's com- it's completely changed my workflow. Like Yeah. I didn't make a any of the music out on streaming, I didn't have a push. So mm. th- I've only been using it for this this album that I'm working on. Word. Do you like... This is just like a personal question. Because I got this when I first started producing music. Mm-hmm. And it confused the shit out of me. Yeah. Because of the way that the like in-key mode and like the way you know they lay out keys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, like, do I learn this or do I learn (laughs) piano or like, what the fuck do I do? So I don't know. I was just curious. Like it makes so much sense to me. Once I like just watched like I I spent a week just going through tutorials from Ableton's channel, from other users channels. And like it makes so much sense. Yeah. Like especially the the scale mode, like um, because it's all like in numbers one mm. two three four five six seven so like i know how to hit a one three five seven chord yeah because i just count out the squares right <laughs> yeah yeah no, i mean I, for people listening they probably have no idea what i'm talking about some, this is a podcast <laughs> for producers so like some of y'all True. know but uh yeah man i was just curious cause so yeah i can't play a midi i have no idea i mean i could play uh, the c scale because it's just all white keys but other than that like no yeah, for me, I'm kind of like, you know, I play. I tell people I play the computer. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? like, yeah, but yeah, I mean, if I were to try to figure out a scale, it's like I gotta find it. All right, cool. These are all the keys. Now I kind of know, but I'm. It's just, yeah. I I wish that I was fucking just godly on the keys. Yeah, fucking, yeah. You know? But this makes it really doable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and for this album, the one I'm making right now, like. I will write the progressions out, but I'll have someone who's so much better than me play them for, for the sure. for the final pass through. For sure, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, all I need to do is get like the progressions, a song written, and then someone who's actually good at keys will do the final recording. <laughs> for sure, I feel that, and then yeah. that, that's kind of putting your ego down too. Just like, eh, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. We don't have to do it all. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> which is new to me actually really okay yeah mildew i only made pretty much by myself there was a few songs i had help on but the rest was just 100 percent me i think let's listen to dogma just so we do listen to something yeah <laughs> like, whatever, and, uh, whatever you want yeah because this is actually the first song that i heard of yours and i was like damn okay i really want to interview him like just yeah. after hearing this one hell yeah man Even when you know me, don't you see, don't you see And I'm taking your words tongue in cheek, tongue in cheek This feels, this feels supersonic, I just be stuck in two places 
Very cool. Hell yeah. Very cool. It's been a minute since I've listened to that. Wait, no. My friend actually dropped it in the club. Oh. Last Saturday. I could see that the, the four on the floor yeah, part yeah. for sure. I was not expecting it either. It, really? was, it was really crazy. <laughs> Where was it? What club? The listening room. It's in River North. It's like this little speakeasy. Mm. But my friends, they run this uh, this thing called Manifest Raves, and um, word, yeah, they, it was it was nuts. I was like, just dancing, and then I hear my own song. I was like, wait, like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't like, yeah, I wasn't super into to house until like recently. But the song definitely works, like because of the four on the floor, like you said. Yeah. So yeah, it was that part where it's like I got demons on my back. That part's sick. Yeah. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, with like the little like distorted. I don't even know what you say in that part, but it's just it's got that too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that one's really cool. I mean, it's just so like ethereal sounding Mm -hmm. and just. I mean, I guess I'll ask: Is there anything like specific with that song? Like, because this is another thing I'll just say is normally we go into like the nitty gritty of you know technique and whatever but yeah. like so much of your technique is already online that i'm like <laughs> just literally just go check out his yeah, twitch yeah, yeah, like yeah, please yeah. do and we we should talk about what if birds were angels yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah what was or, yeah dog, there was there the was dogma no, technique yeah if there was anything in that that you felt was special man it's that it definitely um it went through many stages for sure, but uh, that was um, that was like a lot of it was again like a lot of samples um that I just kind of combined together. Yeah, and then uh, with the new stuff though, I'm writing a lot of progressions. Okay, so it is actually different technique than what I'm doing now. Okay, I think a lot of that shit was actually like, uh, what's that called? It's called Output Arcade. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Word. Yeah, which is just sample packs. But oh. you can you can manipulate them so like it doesn't sound like if someone else used the same stuff. Like I reverse a lot of stuff in Dogma and like all that stuff. Yeah. So you can't really know that it was like just legit sample packs. For sure, yeah. But I that mean, was before I got the push, like I said. Oh really? After the push it all changed. <laughs> Do you like sampling on the push? I feel like it's just that's where I started from sampling vinyl. I uh, I never do- did that before, but right. just yeah, if I hear like some percussion I like, just like load it up to simpler and just like play around with it and make my own little loop from that. Yeah. You, know? you ever heard of Serato sample? Yeah, that's well, I know Serato the DJ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have a plugin called Serato sample, and there's this mode in it where like it finds the samples for you, huh. and I'm just like, okay, let's see. I haven't fucked with it, but I've just seen someone use it. I'm like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Kind of cool, because I I've been really digging sample based music, like just getting like a little something, mm-hmm. like a little juice, and just because you can change it so much. I just love the workflow of having something and like really just mashing it up and mangling it, yeah, and turning it into something new. Oh yeah, like it's like a game to be like, let's take a really famous song. And just be like, yeah, you're not, you can't tell what this is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to do. And like, my, I'm such a big Jay Dilla fan. And like, yeah, to me, he's the god. You know, so good. I don't think anyone else is better than Dilla. 
Yeah. Rest in peace, man. Yeah. But uh RIP. But, but yeah, that's that's who I look up to when it comes to that stuff. Word. I think it's about like especially if I'm listening to like if it's not like sample not sample packs, but like a songs that I wanna sample. The songs like gotta speak to me before I even like work mm. with it. So if the if a song doesn't really speak to me, I won't sample it. Like it's gotta like invoke emotion within me. Then I'm like, all right, this is the one that I'm gonna chop up. Yeah, yeah. I'll just like go. I definitely feel that. I'll definitely like if something speaks to me, I'll like go in and just click around and just like keep clicking on a certain point and hearing if like a loop comes out. <laughs> like, okay, that yeah, sounds yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I've been really into that. Yeah, I love using Granulator in Ableton. Oh, word, Have you ever yeah. used that? Is that like the Max one? Yeah, it's a Max for the, for live, but like... And just, it like... G -g -g yeah, like you can like, do crazy stuff with a sample. For sure. Dude, the Max stuff is wild. It's a bit overwhelming. Exactly. So yeah. like l recently I've been doing sessions and like just saying I'm only going to use Max for live stuff mm. this this session just so I learn it. And like, yeah, it's just, I slowly am trying to like figure out all of them because there's so many different devices. And you can, there's people making new devices all the time. Yeah. I download shit. And yeah. Like, just off of like an Ableton Max for Life forum and yeah, there's so many cool things, man. One of my favorites is it's the DVD player. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that one? I have seen that. Or, and you can, it's like an XY yep. automator. I'm like, all right, cool. I thought it was literally just for funsies. Like, yeah. you're just like, oh, it's funny. Like I'll put it on my track, but you can actually use it as like an automation device. So. There's some crazy stuff that people make. And that's why I love Ableton. Like for sure. Yeah, I agree. I've told like when I was doing streaming, I was like, oh, there's so much like t if I'm just going to explore music right now, like Max has all the coolest shit to just like go in and tinker with and yeah you will find some weird sound exactly for sure yeah let's talk about uh what if birds were angels because i mean that's that's the most current stuff i mean so i saw you posted on twitter july 22nd 262 hours and 41 <laughs> minutes yeah that's a long time yeah and that's that's not even the most current so it's probably like 270 now. Yeah. It's it's cool. Okay, so do you want me to just explain yeah, what let's, it is? Yeah, let's let's yeah. So I just wanted like I said Mildew was completely me just producing recording everything by myself um in private. And I like the when the album came out, I started gaining traction, then I went to do my first like live shows and I just realized how cool performing live is and how it influences the music that you make and so COVID hit I actually had a New York headliner it was like uh, the best crowd I've ever had I just felt so on top of my game and then a week later uh, the lockdown started like it was right during that time so when that hit I started working on running on mercy and put that out but I was like man I don't know my next move like like a lot of other artists in the industry, I lost so much momentum. So I was like, what is something that I would do that would just, I don't know, just be completely crazy. And that is when the idea came up to just completely change my process. So instead of making everything private, I wanted to make an album completely public. And that's where like my love for performing that I started to acquire came in because I'm literally like performing on stream 
every session people see me make stuff they see me sing they see me record like it's met it's almost like a performance art it's 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 really interesting so I started just planning the details for that and I uh and that was 2021 last year and um I started the album last August and yeah pretty much I record every like single session for this album what if birds were angels um on twitch and then i have a corresponding discord where i upload all of my bounces that i have every single demo that i've made i write every lyric in there in there's, real time there's so much content i'm like <laughs> you're you're like organized but it's also just like everything it's yeah, crazy yeah and like once it comes to time to do art like i have a ch- every people will see the process of making the cover art so my goal is to just make this album completely transparent yeah um and that's kind of where we're at now. Like, I 200 whatever hours in and no end in sight. I mean, it's gotten way more cohesive now, but I'm still going. Yeah. And I have, like, I want to be able to to finish sometime, hopefully, at the end of this year. Okay. But I can't guarantee it. Like, it's just you got to go with the flow, man. Like, you can't, can't, let, you can't dictate the process. Like, it, the process is what it is. So... Yeah. Right now it's yeah, it's in like a cool little stage and I just think um once I I think it's just a good story for the album. Once it's finally out, it'd be it's it's a good way to promote it like this guy made it completely transparent on stream. Like it gives it a story, you know what I'm saying? It really does. It's the most raw like thing that I've seen in a long time where I'm just Man, like holy shit. You. This is like Honestly, like, it's so fucking, there's no behind the curtain thing. Yeah. It's just all, yeah, it's, it's all right there. It's all there. And like a lot of shit has happened the past year in my personal life that like I wasn't expecting. And now it's like, it's part of the the album. Like it's what I'm writing about. It's what the emotion I'm putting into is it's 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 kind of it's kind of crazy it's like a documentary yeah yeah i'm kind of documenting not only the art but my life and how it forms the art and it would be almost absurd to go back and watch every hour of this mm-hmm. but you could you could i i do have all the footage twitch deletes after 14 days they'll, oh, delete, okay. they'll delete the sessions but you make little like clips yeah i'll do little recaps but then i'm now i'm just like those recaps take a lot of focus away from me trying to stream so yeah. it's like i'm trying to figure out how to like promote that that i'm doing this like on twitch like yeah. come through the twitch don't yeah. just watch the recaps you yeah because that's extra time to like edit that shit yeah and just, no i get it i'm like on this whole thing where it's like everything live mm-hmm. right now i don't want to edit anything yes. let's just capture it in a bottle right now yeah exactly yeah but it's been a slow growth like honestly i and like i think it's just gonna be a thing where like it will be much bigger down the road than what it is now like mm. when it's when it's the album said and said and done and finished and and put out i still i think like i have all this footage i'll still be able to do something with it down the road if that makes sense and like people that there's just gonna be so many people that hear the album that didn't know that i had live streamed the whole thing oh yeah so it's like that you're like wait a minute yeah you go no that's like it's like packed yeah all of content without 
you even having to like know that that's there but it is there yeah and it's good to have analytics too like the number that you saw like oh yeah you can i can directly see how much time i've put in this album because i just go to the twitch analytics that seems (laughs) like so much time do you think that any of your other albums have gotten even close to that amount of time mildew was for sure a lot of time man i i put in so much effort into that so I think this will re- I don't I can't put a number around mildew but this will definitely like yeah get close. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and you're not done yet. You still you're running the marathon right e- now. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't even know where I'm at. That's the thing. That's the process. It's like I just go with the flow, but it's way it's 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 in a much better place than when I first started. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I couldn't even imagine that you like just start like shaping stuff together you're like making something out of nothing and then and now it is this like movement almost you got people on discord engaging with mm-hmm. all the stuff all the lyrics are on there like yeah there's just so much to look at you know yeah man it's uh it's cool to see people in the discord like engage and like react with emo- emotes and stuff to s- stuff that speaks to them and yeah it's almost like a voting system in a way where it's like Oh, this song got a lot of uh, reactions, you know, yeah. like that definitely should be on the album then, you know, it's yeah. like, it's almost like a de- democratic way of looking at what should be on it and what shouldn't be. And you were like saying, you know, come help make this happen, basically, like yeah. encouraging people to become part of the process and like give their opinions and people like will come through the stream and I'm just like going, th- you know, like I feel like over time I've gotten really good at list like collabing and listening to others but still i am i'm like i have the final say yeah so like some people will say stuff on stream like try this and i'll try it yeah but sometimes it won't work and i'll just not do it but like sometimes it really works and it's really cool having the extra like set of ears there yeah and like some sessions there's like five people talking and half the session is just me like talking with them answering questions some sessions no one comes through and it's like i don't know it's it's just a really interesting interesting process yeah no it's super cool i've, I've never seen anyone do anything quite like this yeah so, i so appreciate promise. that man yeah Thank you. no it's a spectacle i'm curious why why the name is that secretive no i uh wrote it down man and in the lyrics and words mm-hmm. um i forgot why i wrote like i i write in a journal every morning and then i like look through that and just type out the shit that i really like into the discord Mm. um i forget why i wrote what if birds are angels what i forget if it was part of like a paragraph if if it was on its own but then i wrote it in the discord and it kind of just like stuck with me and um i uh I just, you know, waited a few months to see if I, if I didn't like it and it's still I still really liked it and my 100th session was coming up so I was like, all right. That's good. It's the time to make the official announcement of the name on session 100 like they'll coincide really well and and so yeah, that's where it came and nice. So like before the name I was saying this is album 2 session 73. This is yeah. album 2 session 76, but now I say this is what if birds are angels session 150 like it changed you know the just kind of how everything looks and sounds and it's more cohesive now no i really like the name it it like tells a story in it in itself but it also made me think of that dude who's like 
birds aren't real that yeah. campaign yeah there's not that they're correlated no i've definitely heard that like the birds are robots like yeah they're if, like spies yeah exactly but no that's has nothing to do with that Sit, kind of like the spirit thing like it right. was just a, a coincidence but there is this thing about birds that we're just like ah envious because we can't fly yeah they're you very know? beautiful man and just like i don't know there's a lot of themes within that i can like explore there's a lot of lyrics i can write you know do you find yourself like kind of circling around that idea now that it's out in the open oh yeah now that i have the name then i know how to write the album yeah because like it's not gonna be like about a bird or an angel but like i'll throw in like just like stuff that deals with that subject about like flight or yeah you know spirituality or just like stuff that would relate to that name and it's kind of like mildew um i was living in an apartment with mold growing oh no just like a shitty Actually, yeah just like a sh- bad a shitty apartment i was getting super sick oh no that's my worst nightmare right and so i like wrote down the word mildew and mold and then i came back to it i'm like well what like represents my life making this album is mildew being here and so Dude. and so i have lyrics within that album of, like that say mold or mildew you know it's just like yeah it shapes what i write about i have a catchphrase that mold is the enemy like because <laughs> i was just I, I would get paranoid about being like yo there's fucking black mold in the walls i know it yeah but my so my dad's a contractor and he was like yeah you would probably be surprised by how much mold there is in places and like what level is acceptable yeah and like who actually checks because you got to tear down the wall to get in there yeah so you said that you were feeling sick like i'm just curious because this scares the shit out of me i'm like i don't know like i have to think it had to do with the mold like yeah um it wasn't like I was in hospitalized with like some sort of like mold or like, con- but I was, yeah. what it would happen is I'm allergic to cats, mold, uh, pollen, and I was just getting crazy sinus infections. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, well, I don't have a cat. It's probably this fucking mold that's growing on my windowsill because yeah. it was a shitty studio apartment that was just not properly maintained and like, for sure. So I put two and two together. I was like, this damn mold is, is causing me to be sick that's hilarious (laughs) hilarious and terrifying but you have a cat now right or is that not your cat uh it it was it was my cat it was me and my ex's cat she got the cat fuck man i'm sorry it's all good i just saw like the cat would like walk on your push and i'd be like oh shit it's gonna trigger a loop or something he was (laughs) writing the craziest melodies man (laughs) (laughs) dude speaking of cats i don't know if you play video games at all but that game stray have you heard of that oh i saw that i saw there was like a spyro mod where they got spyro as the as the thing wandering around dude i haven't seen the gameplay though i only saw the mod it's pretty sweet i got it we could could check it out yeah it's fun you're just walking around a city like cyberpunk city as a cat that's so cool it's so dope the graphics are beautiful and it's just i love those indie games that are just like based around this one mechanic and you're just like yeah fuck it anyway yeah yeah no um word man well do we have anything here from the new the new i didn't bring any only on the discord let's just tell people like you can literally go check out everything that you've made thus far yeah it's under the exports tab and it's every demo so like 
for example, I'm working on a song called uh, Embezzle, and there's been four versions, mm. and every version is on there. Word. So people can listen to the very first one all the way up to my most recent one mm. uh, in terms of like the progress I've made for the song. But yeah. There's sure. probably over a hundred tracks in there. What's the uh let's just do like the Discord server and then also the Twitch just so people can if if they get to this point they're just like, Fuck <laughs> it, I wanna go check that out right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's all well the Discord is you can't really look it up. Um but if you go to my website, Jack Larson.com, which is in my bio like everywhere, um, I have two two big icons. A Twitch yeah. icon and a Discord icon. You just press that and it will direct you. Yeah, you'll see it. Or you just look up Jack Larson and it'll yeah. come up. L- let's talk about Bubba because I want to have a that track in here. That's your most popular track yeah. by far on Spotify. Yes. And you know what I was interested in is, you know, you go on SoundCloud, not that many s- streams. Yeah, I don't care about SoundCloud. Like, yeah, that's used like a, to, you know. For sure. But now... I'm just curious why there's such a divide between is it just that you promote Spotify more? Yeah. Yeah. Just playlist I know a lot of uh because of Mildew I met a lot of like uh editors at Spotify that run the playlist. Oh for sure. Okay, and that's um that's what gets at the streams is the fact that they put it on some really good stuff. Yeah. SoundCloud I just like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think the Orchard, who I said distributes the music, it would, like, directly upload to my account. Like, I don't even log... I don't even know my login anymore for SoundCloud. Like... Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's just because I've been playlisted on Spotify. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's sweet. I also heard... You did a really cool interview. Um, fuck, I forget what the name of the company was, but it was in, like, a warehouse. And you did a couple performances Yeah, for yeah, it. that was the Balcony. Yeah, the Balcony, they asked you something, but you were basically saying that, like, publishing is, like, your retirement money. Yeah, I would say so. I would say um, um, just the songs are timeless, man. They live forever, so if you own it, you're set for life. <laughs> That's the craziest thing about music. That's, like, the most alluring I feel like for people that it's just like, damn, if you own all your music, that it's just like can it can keep accruing. Yeah, and the and the publishing is really important because like if you're let's say they want to use your song in a movie but they want someone else to cover it, you don't get the master money because it's someone else's recording. Right. But they're singing your lyrics and they're playing they're composing with the same chords of your music so you're always going to get publishing money yeah no matter what yeah. um and i think right now i don't see much publishing at all but i have hope that like i'll build some sort of career where it at one yeah. day will be a very fruitful thing <laughs> and it's confusing like, mm. you know, you went to school for music business yeah. for the last three years. And, like, I feel like you probably got a pretty good grasp. And that probably influences how you make stuff, too, in some regard. Yeah. Yeah, it's influenced a lot of my opinions. I still have, like, I don't know, I still have this conflict where it's like, man, it'd be so nice to just sign a deal and mm. get that money. Because mm-hmm. I, I'm so tired of just, like, not struggling per se but like it there is a payoff you know it's like i, w- I will 
I'm a big proponent for owning my shit, but man, if there's a big number, bro, <laughs> let's I'm, go. I might well, take <laughs> that would also dictate, you know, like your literal day to day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if you got a big deal, it's like shit. We're going on a tour. We're in the studio with like a all the good equipment, you and, know? and you you can make the best music ever, which will then you know help your career even more. But yeah, yeah, just from like you said, just from my classes and stuff, I've just realized how important so many aspects of the music industry are to just own your stuff hypothetically what kind of deal would you not do like a 360 deal? like you know there's like certain deals where it's like damn you're really like i, I probably wouldn't do any deal where i don't own anything okay. well like i have signed a publishing deal mm-hmm. but it was an admin administrative deal so they give me a certain amount of money and they don't own my stuff, but they take all of uh, a percentage of all my publishing syncs or performance royalties until it's recouped. Mm. Um, Interesting. See, so I have signed that. I have signed a deal. Yeah. And uh, but I still, I still own it. For sure. Yeah. But you just important. get a much smaller amount of money up front. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just tough out here. It's tough out here to understand all those things. Yeah. It is. I still, I mean, like, I went to school for it, but it's still very confusing for me. For sure. Okay, that gives me hope. Yeah. (laughs) You know, for anyone out there confused as well. And, like, it's so, like, it's, I mean, it's it's easy for me to say, like, go get an attorney because it's, you're like, how? Like, who do I even talk to? But, like, if you get in it, like, once you get a good music attorney, they'll, like, they know so much. They'll protect you. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Okay. Okay. Um... Uh, we were going to talk about Bubba, but honestly, we could just play it and, you know, we'll just, I'll just like sprinkle some songs yeah. in here. Do whatever, man.
there's some like interviews that I've done too that like like you said, yeah, you check some out that yeah that give Red a good Bull. starting place. I mean that's not an interview, <laughs> man. But that I, was cool. I can't watch that, bro. Really? That was my first ever performance. Really? And I was just like scared and nervous and I didn't sense it. Yeah, it's it's just me being my own like worst critic, I guess. Yeah. It's it's hard. I feel like a lot of artists just like cringe at a lot of oh, stuff. Oh, bro. No, I get it. I mean, the first times I would listen to myself do this, I was like, I I can't put this out. Yeah. And you just have to push through. Same with Twitch, bro. Like Yeah. Se- the first sessions I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, what is this? And it was it was t- the setup too, man. It took a yeah. minute to it took a minute to like really I was using a Mac and it wasn't the M1, so it was just like eating up so much cpu i had a stream like uh 720p mm-hmm. could only probably do like five six tracks on a session yeah so i was really for, limited for that like i mean i guess if you were gaming too it's st- but it's a different thing you know when you're gaming it's like more gpu heavy and, it, well so here's well, i was OBS, thinking about yeah. getting a pc that's why i got this bad boy exactly but yeah. then mac put out the m1 right i was like oh man i need this so what i did i got that and then i downloaded obs uh the streaming software and you can encode it it there it's open source so they made it for m1 uh these people and all of my encoding is gpu uh-huh. on obs and then all my cpu is free for ableton so right. I, it runs flawlessly now nice yeah and then I kind of do, I have a, a Apollo Twin as my interface, but then I route it all through a Focusrite, which input. So everything that I am saying or all the audio being played on my computer is inputted into my Focusrite, which is used as like the interface for OBS. Mm. So I have like two interfaces at once. Yeah, you really got to, like, get the setup appropriate. Yeah. that's what. And, like, I was doing all these, like, virtual audio cables, like, you know, like, Soundflower Exa- or, or dude, like, stuff like but that. But it would crash. Like, I use Soundflower, and it would crash after, like, an hour. Mm-hmm. And, um, or, like, loop, whatever it's called. Like, sound loop. I don't even know. Nothing is more defeating than having to stop making music or stop your process to go troubleshoot some shit yeah you're like okay no but that's right. what music is is just like literally just troubleshooting but it's <laughs> it's different than like all right we can't even work right now yeah like type of deal it was very frustrating and yeah. i've now i'm just streaming more than i ever have because of how i've just i finally have a good setup it's seamless yeah you yeah. just sit down you're like all right we're good no problems and uh yeah the first the first like 50 sessions were hard with that original mac yeah for sure yeah so for this album you know you were mentioning that like getting some collabs getting some people in on the sessions i saw your last one you had someone playing steel guitar that was sick. yeah so that's jake oh word. The, okay. <laughs> that's what i'm telling you he will master anything word. he's like yeah i just picked up this lap steel <laughs> yeah i'm like okay do you know how to play <laughs> he's like no but i'll learn yeah and uh he has played guitar on all the songs that I have guitar on so far. Um, and then, uh, and then I, we're going to bring it to a, uh, a point where I have like a pr- somewhat structured album, but we're going to bring it to a live setting where we kind of like work on the performance part of it. Mm, like really dial that in before it's even released. So like have just rehearsals 
and then incorporate those rehearsals into the album. It's a very meta thing. I'll have like very polished studio recording vocals, but also I want the album to feel like it was it can be played live. Yeah. Um, mm. So that's like a future step once I have like a good structure of everything. And that way also when it's out, we'll be ready to perform. For sure. So would those be like interlude stuff or would that be like legit like track? I think like um, we'll rehearse it and like get s- we'll figure out like what really works. Like, yeah, there's just something about l- like l- performing live where, you know, oh, we need to go like harder on this part to really build up tension that I just wouldn't have done just mixing on For my sure. own. That makes sense. And yeah. like I see what you're saying more like really rehearsing it to then record it and be like that's the sauce exactly and i want to have like private sessions where we rehearse and we invite friends and record the ambience of them in the room yeah talking so it's just there's like you can kind of hear like this room you know just ambience throughout the See, that's like the best part about the home recording stuff is people are like oh it's like not super professional sounding but it's like that's kind of what gives it some flavor too bro for some one second i was like man i'm gonna take the final master and legit just like record it off of this huge speaker in a fucking warehouse and that will be like the final sound yeah like just like what can i do to sonically make it really crazy and that's all about being like creative and and like like you said just like homemade and like brian eno for example recorded david bowie's like guitar solos like across a hallway like put an amp and just recorded the hallway yeah that's a they used to do a lot of that they had a uh a chamber at columbia that they would put a speaker in and then you could put mics in and it was like for the acoustics kids where they had yeah the entire thing gridded off and they would like put different mics at different places to like really get technical about it but yeah i mean that's yeah where where the levy breaks that fucking it it was a yeah in a stairwell right yeah, it was like just this crazy stairwell. I actually just heard that song the other day in a movie, which is funny. But anyway, yeah, that fucking that's why that shit's so popping because it's just like they were in this house. It was like the house that the, if I'm not wrong about this, I'm pretty sure I'm right. But the place that they were staying at to record the album, they were like in the house part of it. There was a studio part, but they were like, yo, it sounds fucking killer in this hallway yeah right here. they're the stairwell yeah and my friend yeah. and my friend mickey he has a uh he pretty much li- the place he lives at and works out of is this huge factory mm. like this gigantic warehouse factory and it's nice it's not like some rundown like old 1800 chicago polish you know like sausage <laughs> factory Factor, like it's, yeah. it's it's built really nice but there's so many rooms there's so much space elevator like i'm like man we sh- we can record it in a bathroom or we can record it in the elevator shaft or it's insane yeah and so on that top, would be that would be sick on, and no on top of jake uh helping me my mickey who i who's that guy he's gonna he plays he, uh keys and stuff and he has synths and all this hardware stuff so i'm gonna loop him in on the album and like then we're gonna really move it from my little studio right now to the factoring stream from there in this big old factory so it's gonna be a whole different setup you gotta get some good wi-fi yeah the camera is <laughs> gonna be like in a different place like it's gonna be really cool dude that'd be cool to like invite people yeah like you were saying even to the sessions like build it up yeah 
That yeah. would be fucking great. I mean, exactly. Like, I don't know. That would be really cool. And especially at a warehouse, like you could do a live show there. I don't know. I'm just he's done that. performances. Like they, yeah. they, we've they've had uh, many house shows there. Mm. That like f- the the event room they have is huge. I can't like stress how big this place is. Yeah. And yeah, he's super like he's so stoked for for this album to to work on it. And we're like kind of planning it for like this fall winter to like really set up there. Nice, nice, dude. Nothing better than a good warehouse. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Seriously. All right. Well, I, that kind of reminds me that I was curious about, like, you know, like, who else in Chicago is doing cool shit that, like, it, are you listening to any locals that are um inspiring you in any way? The house scene, for sure. Yeah. I'll go to a lot of house shows. Yeah. Um, I, I'm actually... Pr- really close to Victor internet who he, uh, he's just this great artist, man right. from Chicago. Um, and we actually don't make a lot of music. We just game together a lot. What do you but, game? Uh, dead by daylight. Um, oh, oh, that's like a survival game, right? Yeah. 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 Um, what we were doing in Fortnite a little bit. I mostly actually just play NBA 2k. Like I don't look like <laughs> that guy, but I fucking love basketball. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, Victor, and then my, one of my all-time favorite Chicago groups is Whitney. Okay. Have you ever heard of Whitney? No. The indie group. Uh. Uh-uh. So good, man. Word. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're gonna they're releasing an album now. Um, they're really good. Shout out, dude, I I'm this like part of this podcast is an attempt to like get into the Chicago scene more because there's so much good talent here. Like I was out of town in Austin the other day, and one of this. You know, a guy that I met, he was telling me about Pixel Grip. Do you know what that is? No. Killer. Like, they're sick. And it's just like, yeah, he's like, dude, they're from Chicago. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I should know that, I guess. There's a lot of talent here that you just, yeah, like, it's so big, like, and so vast. And yeah, I, um, I, I mostly just work with my friends, like Jake, like I was saying, and, Mm -hmm. But man, I yeah, sometimes I'm just like, wait, these guys are from and also like a lot of people will listen to me and not know I'm from Chicago, if that makes sense. Like okay. I'm not a sh- sh- I don't have that Chicago like chance the rapper, right? Everyone knows he's from Chicago. For sure. You're not like I am from Chicago. Yeah, like everything. And I got put on the, I love the city and I love being here, but yeah. I don't like put it on per For se. Sure. Um and I think a lot of other artists are like that, where there's just a there's a lot of popping artists that are low key from here and just chilling. For sure. <laughs> I, you ever have someone on Twitch or Discord be like, "Yo, like, let me get on a track or like, let's work together." Um, not really. Oh, okay. No one's really asked to. I have a self promo um tab on my Discord that people like upload songs to, and I'll listen to them. I'll be like, "Oh, this is really sick. Like, can you send yeah. me the MIDI files for this?" Yeah, I'll do um, like a remix or something or fuck around. Some and people will take uh, my exports, download them. Like someone added drums to a song I made the other day. Oh, nice. So they can do whatever they want. Yeah, like if something happened and you were like, dude, this is what it is. Like if 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 someone took one of your songs and made something into it, would you go with it and be like, yo, let's just this If it was insanely fucking good, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm always going to listen to what like I'm there's some people might I mean, it just might not be what I fuck with, but like yeah, it's, yeah. I'm 
the reason I have the Discord is for people to do whatever they want. Like every track is downloadable. Like you can right. add whatever. Like yeah, I'm leaking my album. <laughs> like, yeah, it's full. <laughs> Not even just leaked. It's like <laughs> the the very beginning of it. Yeah, right. Every Everything. every demo's on there. So yeah, people have added stuff to things I've made, but like no, no one's really pressed me to like. Yeah, work, if that makes sense, okay. I kind of encourage them to do it. If I was they just feel inspired. Yeah, yeah, I was just curious because it seems like you know the internet's like the one of the best places to collaborate with people. I mean, the the reach is so far. Well, it's that's not... how I got my start. Oh yeah, is uh um meeting all the Brockhampton guys in mm. 2014. Word. It was like way before they had popped off and. I met Kevin on Twitter and was on his album and it was literally everyone I worked with was just on the internet. I had no one in real life I worked with. Really? Yeah. And it was like that for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you like working with people in person more though? I, uh, depends. Yeah. I, like I I mentioned earlier, I've gotten really good at being like the director before I was kind of passive and working with people and too afraid to state my opinion or like I I'm good at owning like if we're working on on my music like I'm gonna make the final say but and take the best parts of everybody mm. and uh yeah it's gotten to the point where like I know who I collaborate with and how to collaborate with them and it's it's like I, I do it way more than I ever have Word. I mean, you brought it up. But let's take a quick stroll down memory lane. Like, how did you start making music? Just real quick synopsis. Just garage, like high school garage band. I had my, I had a Mac at home, the family Mac, and I would just, you know, record over type beats that I downloaded from YouTube. Yeah. So I started just like recording. Did you start as a singer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't start producing till like 2019. Eight. It was mildew. That was my first production. Okay. So Spirit was one of the first songs I've ever You're produced. Like, Dude, fuck yeah. I'm like, I think just because I knew how to navigate plugins and like d- just different programs. Like I was on Logic for the longest time recording yeah. and then I moved to Ableton and it wasn't too hard to learn once you know how to like operate shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I started off as just singing and then, uh, production came at a much later state but like i said it was easy to pick up since i already knew like technical stuff for sure okay yeah. cool yeah. but it's been to answer your question 10 years like i know you didn't ask this but i started yeah. like t- 11 years ago for sure i mean that kind of this is something i like to do sometimes is like grab people's twitter some people aren't very active on Twitter, so you can't do this, but you got some good stuff. But one of the things you said was artist who comes from generational wealth and insane amounts of <laughs> or an insane amount of industry connects, just create every day. Do what you love, heart. Like Yeah. Do you do you have anyone in your family that's in the music industry? No. Like yeah, like No. Yeah. I think it's absurd for people to like I I just see that like just gotta create every day blah 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 but it's like dude you're 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 fucking I don't want to call people out but like I know there's some people out there that have like an insane amount of nepotism 
because of just the end their parents are in the industry or just their parents send them money to live so all they can do is make music because they don't need to work a job you yeah. know so it's like yeah. that was just like yeah my i just think it's hilarious how can you tell people to just create every day when people are like fucking struggling to paycheck to paycheck to make it and like dude i've worked so many jobs while like making music that yeah oh yeah i it's such a grind man bro i worked at an empanada place let no. me just th- that Five, was 5411 yes nice <laughs> Might have to cut that out. No, but it's just like I was so fucking bored at that job that I would make mistakes. Like I was, and I wasn't getting paid shit, you know, because it's just a minimum wage job. But I would literally take empanadas and put them through a conveyor belt oven, and I was just like, okay, I guess this is like, and you know, you got to be stimulated a little bit. It's, but like, I know what you mean. You just you work, and then if you have energy after that, then you try to like make your dreams come true and it's pretty defeating oh yeah it's it's very hard to make as an artist man it's the toughest job and it's still like a a grind for me today oh yeah me too and like i would yeah i was i worked for those architecture boat tours downtown Uh standing in the sun all day for sure coming home and just being so wiped i worked at a toy shop um Uh yeah just a lot of odd jobs that like while working on my first you know few projects and stuff dude i get it i worked at (laughs) jenny's ice cream really yeah that was fun my like fucking right arm my scooping arm i was like i'm getting jagged also i ate ice cream for lunch (laughs) not healthy it's so good though it's so good i'm not i love jenny's so good um yeah i've worked all those fucking odd jobs but honestly i feel like the one thing and maybe maybe you feel this way is like it's just persistence. Mm, yeah. Like you just gotta, even if you do those jobs, like if you just keep trying to like hone your craft and keep trying to push the ball forward, like, I mean, I haven't made it. I, I mean, I don't know what made it is. Yeah. That's like anyone's definition. But like, I feel like if I look back three years ago, I'm in a way better place. Like I know way better what I want to do because I've been trying to push it forward. Exactly. And that's, you just gotta grind and you gotta work yeah yeah you got to sacrifice sleep and time yeah. and going out and it's all yeah i would say the same man like i don't think i made it at all but like i've been definitely especially like i said like post-covid i got really scared right because like i had all this momentum yeah and then i lost it all lost booking agents lost damn a lost good amount of member team people that were ready to work with me Fuck. but like yeah. And so, yeah, it creates a lot of self-doubt and, like, will I ever reach the point where I was with Mildew? And, um, I was, yeah, I just got to, like, take it all in perspective, I guess. And some days be, like, I look back at, like, my streams and we brought up Bubba and that's about to hit $5 million. I'm like, bro, if yeah. I would have seen this three years ago, I would legit be sobbing that I've hit this number. Yeah. And it's it's yeah it's just all relative to where i've been and now where i'm at yeah so yeah we never i don't think we'll ever feel like we'll we've made it because we're always striving for more but you're right like compared to a few years ago i'm in a much better place yeah i was talking to my buddy about this today and he was like dude don't you just miss being young (laughs) i mean not that we're old i don't i mean like i'm 
28 and like is not old but he was talking about like 23 22 and i was like dude honestly not really because when i think about where my mental state was then i was so insecure and i didn't even necessarily know that but i was just like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing yeah man i uh i'm with you there yeah i'm with you and i felt like these past two years are just like they didn't exist in our age you know yeah this this these pandemic years like fast forwarded things a little bit <laughs> yeah i mean but i honestly like again you would have never been doing what you're doing now and like that's part of the reason why i want to talk to you though is because it's like what you're doing is really fucking interesting mm-hmm. like i yeah. literally i mean i search for people on the internet and search for like talent and i just haven't seen this i'm like it was fucking sick yeah so and that's all because of covid gave me the yeah. time to do it you exactly know? <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to ask you one, or I'm going to go over one more Twitter thing, and then I'm going to ask you one, like, wrap-up question, and then we will uh, we'll call it a day here. Um, but one thing you said on Twitter, this is just kind of a fun thing. Best shows of all time. Sopranos, number one. On Cinema, at the Cinema with Tim Heidecker. Yeah. And then Boy Meets World. Yeah. I'm not going to... This is a good list. (laughs) I just watched The Sopranos over COVID and it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, You were... Have you seen On Cinema? I haven't seen On Cinema, but I love Tim and Eric. Yeah. And I just love that kind of like goofy shit. Um, But yeah, you also said somewhere like Tim Heidecker and someone else are like the only artists that I've like really fucking... I forgot who it was. It might have been like Frank Ocean. Yeah, or yeah. Something. I yeah. think Tim Heidecker is a genius, man. Like, yeah. Uh, on Cinema at the Cinema is a show that's been going on for ten seasons. It's just movie reviews with this his co-host Greg Turkington, but it gets so fucking layered that it's not about the movies. It's about like Tim's character arc, <laughs> and it takes it just gets so fucking crazy. And when it's just supposed to be the shitty like green screen movie review show but like tim heidecker to me is is so the fact that he has so many characters and they're all called tim heidecker so you don't know (laughs) who the real tim heidecker is yeah it's just very interesting to me you know what's really interesting is when you see him like he was in bridesmaids yeah and he was just a normal he was in us too oh the, the jordan peele movie I mean, he was just, like, normal dude. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe that's fucking Tim Heidecker. Yeah. Because he's crazy otherwise. Like, he's just wild. Exactly. But I think he is just a very normal, chill dude. Yeah. It's just he plays his character so well, and it makes it very... The the, the part that's so confusing is that it's always his name. Uh-huh. You know, it'd be, it'd be easier to differentiate his characters if he gave them names and stuff, but it's all Tim Heidecker. Yeah. So you don't know what's act who's he actually is. I didn't even think about that. That's so funny. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I think he's, it, he's so just the rabbit hole of shit that I've watched like that he's done is just incredible. He's oh, so dude. funny. Special place in my heart from like just watching adult swim with my friends and mm-hmm. watching Tim and Eric and yeah. Then that went on to, like, another, you know, like, Eric Andre and, like, just all kinds of, like, goofy-ass comedy like that. Yeah, exactly. I will... There's one thing about the Tim Heidecker on cinema that I think is genius is that 
there was a season where he got really addicted to vape juice. Oh my god! <laughs> and then he went to a festival to sell it to people to kids, but the juice was super like like toxic and stuff and he ended up killing 20 people and then he was put on trial oh my god the trial he created like an eight he created an eight hour long trial about this incident and it's all in the on cinema movie review universe but there's no movies being reviewed because it's all about him being on trial for killing 20 kids and then he like he represented himself and the the DA like prosecuting him he hated and so he made a documentary of him running for DA oh my god a, a two hour long documentary of him running for DA to kick this prosecutor out because he was going against him it, it, he just gets so layered within yeah. this certain universe it's it becomes so, so meta that you're just like wait what the fuck like it's yeah. happening and then and it inspires me cause like I'm on Twitch right and like there's some Twitch streamers who I feel like they're so playing a character because it gets them views, views and money. Yeah. And I'm not playing and I'm just making music, right? But I just think it's so interesting where I could honestly take who I am and like <laughs> oh, <laughs> create yeah. this like, you know, this it, it's Jack Larson, but like I'm performing on Twitch, you know. Yeah, so. where you don't necessarily have to have an alias, but it is an alias. Yeah, right. But I don't have the the bravery to do it like Tim, because Tim will say he's like a a diehard Trump supporter when he's actually like super not. Yeah. But people might actually think he is. No, he's just like a provocateur. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he's so masterful about it. Yeah, that, he is a master. So, yeah, that's my little t- Tim Heidecker segment. You ever think about like actually using an alias or just Jack Larson? Like I I respect that honestly. I m- people have just always said my full name, mm. which is Jack Larson. So like I I've always used it as an artist name because it just flows. Like that's what people called me. Yeah. But there is a Jack Larson who just made the MLB. Oh. For the Mariners, there's a Jack Larson that just committed to Notre Dame as a tight end. So there's there's other Jack Larsons out there that I'm battling the spotlight for. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, at least none of them are in the same, uh, you know, medium. There's been whatever. a Jack Larson who uploaded a track and it went on my Spotify. Oh, see, I've seen, I've done that before. Like, uh, I've uploaded someone or some of my songs onto someone else's profile because we had the same name. Exactly. I was like, yo, YouTube, we got to fix this or exactly. Spotify. So that's happened, but luckily I'm I'm the biggest Jack Larson on those streaming platforms. <laughs> Word. <laughs> do you, do you know Oliver? The he's a producer. No, no. That's just such like a generic name. Not yeah. generic, but it's just it's a name. It's a one word name. And I swear to God, I'll see people or like I'll see Oliver post stuff, and it's just not their music, and they're a big name. Mm. And I'm just like, oh damn, that could fuck you over a little bit. People are like, what yeah. is this new whack release? Like, Alex G, that's happened. Do you know oh. Alex G? He's Mm-mm. like this folk artist. Someone released an EP that I legit thought was him. Oh, and it was so bad. But it, I'm like, this is something Alex G would do because he's kind of a memer. Uh huh. But it turned out it was just uploaded to his his page 
Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. They do it. They do an awful job of like whoever's behind behind those DSPs. They do not filter like that shit. No. You would think like yeah, if Oliver, especially big, for the big yeah, artists, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex G is is huge, and that happened. It's like, dude. <laughs> someone's yeah. getting hella streams because they well, uploaded under the name that's oh, not theirs you know <laughs> yeah for sure and just like traction and then when it comes to you know like rolling something out like people are very specific and meticulous about how you know things get rolled out and i could see that being like oh shit this is not good like, yeah this is on my profile yeah yeah it took a minute to get that jack larson guy <laughs> yeah you're like hey buddy i'm like <laughs> get this off my page <laughs> yeah for sure all right man well uh you know we've gone over a lot of topics here just moved around in a lot of different ways um i do a little wrap-up question first of all i just want to you know thank you for coming on again this no is, man it's thank been you. good the sun has set on us yeah it's, like, it's it's very gorgeous no i'm happy to be here i've I'm at that stage in my process where I'm ready to talk about it. You know, like around like session one, like Christian, who, you know, who's handling my like, yeah, my management for this. I'm like, I don't really want to tell people about it yet. Like, I'm not ready to talk about it. But now I'm like getting into that phase where the album's coming together and like I would anyone who wants to talk, I'm ready. So thanks for having me on, man. Dude, my first interview in a long time, honestly. Cool, man. Yeah, I don't know. I like the long form. Yeah. I yeah, also, me too. You know, I like filming stuff too, but uh, this is just the theater of the mind. You just have our voices in your head. Yeah. You know, that's it. Yeah. I kind of like that sometimes. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Yeah, but, you know, we'll get, the, we'll get the video set up at some point. All right. What's the, the wrap-up question? The wrap-up question is going, it's kind of a callback from the first question, but, you know, I asked you what was your first concert, but what was your favorite concert you've ever been to um like most impactful like damn i gotta hmm. change my game because of this that is a really fucking good question man all right can i give a few yeah yeah yeah. frank ocean front row i Ooh. waited eight hours to see him front row at bonnaroo was this the blonde album this was channel orange his second to last show before he disappeared to make blonde so this was like a real. It was cool because like I saw him right before he dipped out for like half a decade, um, but he was just, he's my number one still to this day. So like being able to see him live, but the fact that I was front row barricade like right in front of him, so crazy. Just saw Elton John in Paris. Whoa, and that dude, man, I'm just, it, like it made me think. Like, there's very few people on that level of Elton John. And he's still killing it. We're in France, and everyone's singing along. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's crazy. Yeah. This guy has people who speak French singing his songs, a whole fucking arena. Yeah. And I was, like, so inspired that it made me realize how universal music really is. Like, it's such a worldwide language. Um Mm-hmm. And he put on a killer show, man. So that was my most recent, but it's still, it's like stayed with me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually curious a little bit because you, you said something about that, how you were going to Paris and you were going to like send people 
uh, ah letters. yes yes that was a, a way to get people to join my discord so uh. so join my discord and let me know if you want a postcard and probably like 20 people dm'd me uh. i wrote out 20 postcards and sent them nice yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah from or when you got back no in paris in paris in paris man i I went to the post office there learned how it all worked and Uh just sent out so many were you there for business pleasure no i was there with family oh cool so yeah me and my fam spent 10 days there and we didn't leave the city we just did typical tour stuff but it was a great time my first and i actually it made me super motivated to, I'm like, I'm not coming back until I'm here to perform or mm. work, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I came home just super hungry to just like nice work because I want to perform there like Elton John did one day, you know, like that's, yeah. it was just super inspiring. I always, not saying I'm going to reach fucking Sir Elton well, John level. <laughs> don't cap yourself. Here, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, I always talk about that, how it's like, I really want to go places because I'm supposed to be there because oh, yeah. I'm working or whatever, you know? Exactly. It's always more special. Yeah. I went, my first times in LA, I just went to visit and I was like, this, eh, like I'd rather want to work. And then what the recent times I went back to like work in a studio and perform, I'm like, all right, this is now it. we're here. <laughs> We've made it for sure. Yeah, I feel that, man. Well, cool, man. I I hope you get to travel and do all that shit, and I hope that this album really like gets you there. Yeah, man. I I'm appreciate a fan. it. I'm a fan. Thank you, dude. Yeah, yeah. I any, really appreciate it. Any uh, shout outs before you go? Any or just like you know socials or no? I mean, just Jack Jack Larson, Jack Larson on on pretty much everything, and. Yeah. uh like you said, I'm working on my, my album, What If Birds Were Angels, on Twitch and Discord, and it's completely transparent. Yeah. And, you know, there's no end in sight. It's just a day-by-day thing, and whoever comes and joins and participates, man, it's it'd be amazing to have anyone on the journey. Hell yeah. And there's not, like, specific days. It's just kind of like, I'm on. Yeah, that's, a, that's another thing. I don't do a schedule because cre- you can't, like, schedule creativity, you mm-hmm. know? Some days I'll just be like, it'll be midnight. I'm like, I'm ready to work. Yeah. Some days I'll wake up a little earlier and work in the afternoon. So okay. that's the, yeah, that's the part where it's like, it brings different people in because it, people in Australia oh, yeah. would, will be up at 2 a.m. this time. Yeah. So like, it's actually cool to see different faces by working at different times. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's dope. Yeah. All right, man. Well. We did it. My guy. <laughs> we did it. 